You know, it's just, uh, and I know it's down there with the kids too. Yeah. But she's got a special announcement here today about I something. I wrote it down. So okay. I don't forget anything. <laughs> okay, so this year we're super fun Hallelujah Night. It's going to be on Tuesday night, October 31st. Did I go away? Oh, there I am. 5 to 5.30. Or you can just come for the games and fun. Um, we're going to have lots and lots of treats. So here again, I'm asking, bring me some more treats, everybody. I need lots of bags of candy so we can just really bless the kids. Um, one thing we ask is that nobody dresses in scary costumes because this isn't a night to be frightened. We just want to have fun and enjoy each other's company. So all you kids, TCC kids out there, bring your friends. Um, I actually have this fun little booklet. If any of you have friends, Inside this little booklet, there's fun little games and whatnot, but on the back, it gives all the information for the night. So you don't have to try to remember it. You could just give them this, okay? So come to me and, and any parents too or grandparents that want to give that little booklet there, there's games on there that they would love to play too. So I have all the information. And one more thing, we probably have enough people at this point to help, but if you really... Um, desire to come and be a part, we would love to have you there. So come and join us. It'll be fun. It's going to be awesome. Okay, at this time we will release our children and we will also greet each other and give each other a holy hug and whatever. Okay, we got a few more announcements here today. Joan's going to bring maybe one or maybe two, a couple of them. We got a mic. This is on. Okay. okay. Okay, ladies, one more time. <laughs> um, we would like all the um, reservations or registrations, that's it, in today so we can plan for food. Um, and in case you haven't looked at what's being served, it's listed on here. And it's like some really, really good things. Saturday noon roasted butternut squash soup, oven-baked ham, three cheese sliders, cucumber salads. You want to come? <laughs> Friday night, honey garlic roast pork. Yeah, baby red potatoes. So anyway. Steve has his own solution for this. He's volunteered to wash dishes. <laughs> so he can get the food. So that, Dan, that, will you that, come? That, that means I get to eat the food then, yeah, too. Yeah. I never thought of that. That's a good idea, too. So, Dan, I need you somebody, won't be the only guy. I need a guy, another guy to help me, though. I think Dan's, Dan's going to come if he's going to huh? do sound. Dan's going to come because he's going to do sound. Sound? Okay. I, think. I need somebody else to help me with dishes, though. <laughs> Friday night. Oh, oh and, Andrew's, Andrew's <laughs> volunteering. <laughs> uh, good. 
Yeah, we need guys there too. Um, but it's gonna be a really, I think a really good time. So um, any of the younger ladies that want to come, but you don't think you can come to everything, you know, come to a Friday night or come Saturday part of the day, whatever. And if you can't afford the $35, talk to us. We got it covered. Um, so again, the dates are October 27th. That'll be a Friday night. Um, and then Saturday, the 28th. Um, and registration starts Friday at, from 5 to 6, and then supper at 6. So that's that. And then we get to work together as a family on the church building yes. and grounds and everything on Wednesday. And there are some uh, sign-up sheets in back. Um, I'll probably just be back there. Um, lots of things to do just to um, freshen up and update and our facility. And um, so any questions, you can talk to Joyce or myself. Um, we'll, we'll find lots of things to do. Oh, and there's food for that, too. If you want to come at noon, um, you know, during the day, there's the quilting ladies who are making the food. They're really, really good, too. And then there'll be food for supper time, too. So if you can't, um, you just want to come grab a bite to eat and then work. And if they want to bring uh, snacks. Oh. Add a snack. Oh, okay. If you want to bring a snack. Hmm, okay. That's like cookies or chocolate. 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 <laughs> and salty stuff, too. Very good. Okay, I think that's it. Okay. Thank you, Joan. Yeah, so that's an opportunity that's, you know, uh, connecting ourselves in service. That's what that's talking about. That's this Wednesday and uh, daytime or the evening and there will be certain projects, we'll have some leaders on projects, and you can come and connect in to those. And it's all working together, it just helps to get things in order with the church or the building and such. So looking forward to that. And then with the women's retreat, that's something, you know, next year maybe in War Road, or we don't know where it'll be next year. It's the Northern Minnesota Truebridge uh, Women's Retreat. and. This one is right here, so won't need motels, you know, if you're from the area. So really encourage you to be a part of that where you can. And um, just a few other things coming up here, too, I'd like to share with. And that's, uh, well, okay, so we have these things coming up the rest of October that we were just talking about. And then on Wednesday, November 8th, we're having a another praise and prayer evening like we had in September. And then on the 15th of November, Tim and Kathy, Pop and team are gonna lead a meeting, a follow up to where we began there in September. Um, the Thanksgiving service we'll have on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, so we won't be having anything that Wednesday night of Thanksgiving week. We'll leave that 
for families focused and such with Thanksgiving. And then on, on uh, the 29th, it's going to be a church decorating day. And then on Wednesday, the December 6th, we're having a Christmas concert with Kent and team and maybe an evangelistic focus where Kent's waiting on the Lord for that, but that's coming up. Uh, the rest of the Wednesday nights in December, we aren't, you know, December and Christmas, it gets pretty active. We're not going to be having other things on the Wednesday nights there, but we will have those things in the, the announcements that will be sent out. It will be on Facebook and also um, the emails that we send out. But you know, the Lord's calling us to live in continuous revival. Right now, he would have you and me and us as a church to be in a revived state. Uh, just to walk that way. Turning from the world, the flesh, and the devil. It will bring us to that higher place. A place of revival. A revived state. If we've slipped from that. And that's how he wants us to live. And you know what? There's likely a place in every one of our lives that's, that reviving is needed. Every one of us. Reviving by the Spirit of God. Yes, the body of Christ. We're to walk in continuous revival with the power and anointing of God flowing out from us in whatever we're doing, in our workplace, in business, in the schools, wherever we are. Just walking in the power of God, walking in the light of God, walking there, turning away from things of the world, the flesh, and the devil that would pull us down and that would dim that light. There's a scripture in Acts 3.19, this is the Amplified Bible, it says, So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. You know, turning from the junk and the things that would lead us astray from that place of continuous revival, and it would be like a cool wind, a cool wind on a hot day, cool breeze. And listen to this, the revived church, when we're walking in that place of continuous revival, it'll usher in an awakening to God among those who are now unbelievers. I was listening to the services when Joyce and I were gone the last few weeks uh, this morning. And uh, wow, so good, so good. It is such a blessing to have other gifts being able to minister to us. And uh, Gus, and the things that he was sharing, and then Pastor Dean as well. Um, and I, I heard Gus talk about, yes, we're in the time of the last days, the latter rain. It sounded like it was raining hard that day when he was preaching. I think that was the day right here. 
And uh, it's the time of the reign of the Spirit of God. The former and latter reigns together. It's taking place today. And this is the day when Jesus is longing through his body to touch the lives of people that don't know him yet. Lives of people that don't know him. It was such a blessing. Joyce and I were able to go to Woodland Park, Colorado to a minister's conference. There were probably around a couple thousand there. And just to be around a couple thousand other believers that you know, believe as we do and hear the anointed teachings. Uh, I think I mentioned Shirley Walker was there. That's where she's going to school and the worship, the anointed worship. And um, heard uh, Andrew Wamak, Bobby Andian. There were some we hadn't heard before, but really good men of God, one had ministered over 60 years as a minister, Bob Nichols. Uh, and uh, what a blessing. I just, my ears are really pricked when I hear, I'm hearing someone that has walked with the Lord that long and uh, continued on and, and hung in there. There was someone from Sri Lanka that came and spoke as well. And to hear that perspective that he was bringing from there and what we're hearing from around the world is that there's, it's a time of a great outpouring of God's Spirit around the world. And uh, it's encouraging. But also the word to continue on, hang in there, continue walking in the Lord as you have been. Don't give up. You know, the one thing that seemed very common there was everybody goes through stuff. Everybody has current issues in their lives. That's just the way it is in this world, where we're still in the world, we're still in the flesh, and the devil is still working, trying to do things. But they said, don't quit, even if it looks really bad. He says, in Christ, we won't be defeated. We're in him. We are in him. Just like if I... take a piece of paper and put it in my Bible, that piece of paper is in that Bible, I'm in Christ, just like that paper's in the Bible. I know that's simple, but it's, it's just what it is. We're in Him. So who can be against me? I mean, there's stuff that comes against me, but who can in victory be against me? Nobody. And no thing. Did you hear that? For your circumstances in life, they look in the natural so bleak and so this is never going to turn. This is never going to change. Yes, it is. I'm saying it this morning. It's turning. It's turning. And there's aspects, there's levels that God's bringing us to. That's another thing we heard. There's that next place, that next level that God's bringing us all to, to walk in, to continue to walk in. Really, that's what our lives are to be. We're either growing in Christ or we're leveling off. If we're leveled off, we're stagnant, okay? We get stagnant. Stagnant water isn't good. It stinks. It really does, doesn't it? It stinks. And that's where mosquitoes grow. 
I don't like mosquitoes. Where did that come from, Lord? You know, we haven't had that many mosquitoes the last few summers. Have you noticed that too? Isn't that nice in northern Minnesota? But I don't want them in my spiritual life either. So I want to keep growing. I want to keep going. And I want you to keep encouraging me like that, to keep going and keep growing. Well, here's some areas where the Lord wants us to continue to be conscious. Yeah, John Cooley was mentioning in that priest time before the service about having a continuing consciousness of God's presence in my life. Sorry, Kent, did that miss you? (laughs) I'm pretty far away, so I think maybe I watered the plant here. (laughs) I don't know. But a continuing consciousness 24-7, you might could say, because you know what? Even in the nighttime, if God is on our hearts and minds when we go to sleep, it's going to be there right through the night. Even our dreams are anointed. We were talking this morning, we were praying for the anointing on the worship and on the message and so forth, but we also talked about anointing on the announcements, having anointed announcements that will catch us, will we'll hear it, and will respond to it, to where we're supposed to respond. But this thing of new places, here's one area. Taking the next step of knowing, say knowing, knowing that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are right. We are right before God, the Father. And we're as right before him as Jesus is. That's an amazing statement, I know, but it's true. It's the truth. That's quite a truth. We're as right before the Father as Jesus is. There's some here that that is really where the Lord wants to focus on bringing you to really knowing that. Another one is reaching that next level of the Lordship of Christ in our lives. We just addressed that. It was on the Holy Spirit's heart, heart earlier. Some had, have, had slipped from just a surrender all. You know, it says in Psalm 144, 15, the last part of it, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. The Lord. And we're talking about the Lord God, but the Lord of my life. That's where happy is the people. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord of their life. And seeking the next step, here's another one, seeking the next step of knowing God's presence. Like John was saying, knowing his presence in our lives. You know that hymn we sung a few weeks ago, Higher Ground, I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory, bright glory, the manifest presence of God. And coming to the next level of realizing that God Here's another one, another area for some, maybe for all, that God is our loving Father, and we're part of the family. We're part of the family of God. He's our loving Father. He is your Father. Another aspect, listen to this one. 
And another aspect of this is what we're talking about, a level or a renewed place where old visions and dreams that we may have thought were dead or no longer possible are revived. Revive, 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 revive those old dreams. Revive those old visions. Revive. Come back to life, we say. So what visions or dreams do you have that you thought were dead? Or maybe you thought they would never come to pass. Speak to them. Speak to them. Proclaim them. Make proclamation. Do the prayer of profession. Yesterday I was honored to be asked to give the opening prayer at the 40th anniversary of a glow in Bemidji, the lighthouse there, the Bemidji glow. And I asked the Lord, I said, what, what do you want? I mean, I'm going to pray, but is there something particular? And he says, do a prayer of profession. A prayer of profession. And I had to think about what is that then? Oh, what a prayer of profession. And so I was just thinking about it, praying about it, and I'm thinking, well, Jesus is the high priest of our profession. He's the high priest of our profession. And profession is important. It says in, in Romans 10, it says that uh, we believe with the heart and we confess or profess with the mouth unto salvation. But then the Lord, was, he just kind of spoke this in my heart, that profession, what is that? It's like acknowledging something. When we profess something from the Word that's in the Word, when we say it over our situation, over our life, over our family, over our workplace, over our business, whatever it is, over our church, when we speak it forth from our mouths, God's given us a mouth and it's powerful. It says in James, I believe, it can turn a whole ship. It's like a ship's rudder. It can turn a whole ship. It can turn a whole family. It can turn a whole church. It can turn a whole workplace, a whole school around. What? Our tongues. It can speak to disease and sickness. And say, no longer here. That's profession of faith because it lines up with the Word of God. So profession is acknowledgement. And then the next word the Lord gave me was, it enforces. It enforces stuff. It brings enforcement of the Word to the situation. It enforces it. And then the last part he gave was, it brings it into effect when we speak it, when we say the word of God. And so we did that with the Aglow ladies there. There were a number of scriptures that had been made into professions, you could say. Taking the word and praying it. Taking the word and saying it. Taking the word and professing it. That's what we got to do. Instead of 
doubt and fear and unbelief coming out of our mouth about situations. Yeah, I'm talking about your life, your family, your situations, that sickness that's been trying to get on you or disease or inability in things that would try to incapacitate you as a believer. Keep your light from shining bright in this world, in this day. Speaking to it, professing, bringing acknowledgement of the word in the situation, bringing enforcement of the word in in your situation, bringing into effect the word of God. So the Lord is showing each one of us right now where those areas are in our lives. I'm saying every one of us have got it. Because every one of us are people. That was one of the things I noted of this pastor. He was from Fort Worth, Bob Nichols, pastoring I don't know how many years. I think he had been on the road for a few years and then he started pastoring. A lot of people do it the other way. They pastor and then they start going on the road. But he, I think it was over 50 years he had pastored, and over 60 years in ministry. And it was evident there in his life. He had situations in his life. He had things in his life still. But he was one of the ones that brought a word of Don't quit. Never quit. Never stop. Walking with the Lord. Trusting in Him. Going strong in the Lord. Always be with Him and His people. And go strong. The Lord has put each one of you and me, all of us, in the place that we are. He's placed us. And he has a mission, a commission for every one of us. You and I, we touch the lives of a lot of people in a week. There's a lot of people who are going to come to know the Lord through us. And then we can add on, aren't you glad we're not the only ones? all the churches in the surrounding area and the believers of the surrounding area. He's put each one of us in a specific place and he's called you. You are called. And I have the sense this morning that every one of us has that desire to walk out that calling, to walk in that calling, to do what he would have us to do. Have that consciousness when we get up in the morning and it is every morning. It's a thing we need to do every day, every single day when we get up. As John, remember what John said this morning, keeping that consciousness of his presence in our life and then listening to him. You know, Jesus said he didn't do anything, but he saw the Father showing it to him. 
You know what? We can be the same way. We have the Holy Spirit right within us to show us exactly what to do about whatever we will ask Him. I mean, this is real. This is God inside of me showing me this stuff. But it also shows the importance of staying in the Word strong, staying strong in the Word, because that always helps to keep us lined up. The Word of God does. The Old Testament and the New Testament blending together. And actually, we ordered the videos from the conference we went to. There were some of the teachings. They were all exceptional, I felt. But there were a few of them that were just classically <laughs> exceptional, I guess. And it's very possible that I'll, I'll play portions or maybe there's one or two of them. We may just play the whole thing here together because there's something about hearing something corporately. You know, I could try to teach it, but myself shouldn't try. Just do it if I do it. But I mean, I don't see that though with some of these. If we're going to watch it together. One of them's about the Old Testament and the New Testament taught by Bob Yandian, who used to taught, teach at, I think at Rama, the Kenneth Hagin School. And uh, he talked about the Old Testament. It's like the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed, and the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed, and how they just so blend together. They so blend together. And he was just bringing an exhortation not to leave out certain parts of the word. So, that's, that's what the Holy Spirit wanted us to hear this morning. What we just said. It's different than what I had down here. But it's what he wanted. You got a mic? Oh, that's nice. The Holy Spirit also want you to know. I'll still hold you. Okay. <laughs> this morning, and he just showed me as I was sitting there, he sees each of us individually in a precious way that only Father God could do. This is what he says. Father God says to you, know my heart for you. Trust my heart for you. Receive my love for you. I know you by name now and for eternity. We thank you, Lord. Yes. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Father, each one here, you wanted us to be born so that we could live, so that we could receive you as Lord. And when we draw that last breath, we'll live in eternity with you. 
We thank you for your plan of love. It's a good plan <laughs> for us. Thank you, Father, for the working of your spirit to reveal this afresh and anew right now in Jesus' name, mm -hmm. in each one mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. We love you, Lord. Yes. Amen. You can just bring that. Peter will do that BLM next week. Peter is going to do our blessed life moment, but we'll do that one next week. I'll just say this concerning tithes and offerings. We have boxes on the back wall. That's where we put our tithes and offerings. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a, a level, a, a new level that the Lord's bringing some of us to. I know in my, in my life, it didn't all just start out at one place, the whole thing of giving and such. But it's like there's a growing there's a growth there. There's, and maybe it's not even so much in how much I give, but that can be too. But, and it, it has been in our married life, you know, the, the amount that we've given. But it's a revelation that only comes from the Holy Spirit. It can't, doesn't come from the natural, and it comes to our spirit of the joy of giving. And the fact that, yeah, we don't give to get. But the truth is, as long as earth remains, there is seed time and harvest. And whatever it is that I plant, and when I put an offering like in the box back there, or my tithe, it's like planting a seed. And the Holy Spirit waters it. And it's going to come back. As I see that, and I believe it, but that's that revelation. And I think that's where a lot of us are at. Some maybe have been giving a lot, but the Lord wants to bring you to the place where you see it, that it's a giving from your heart, and it's a joy to do it, and you know the harvest is going to come back. One way or another, it's going to come back. Because that seed time and harvest is there. And we see it by the giving in the church. I mean, the giving is wonderful. It's just we're so thankful for the giving, and the, and then the this this fall we've had a lot of special offerings for different things, and the same thing with those, just special giving, and uh, Scott and Carla is Ray here today. Where is he? Where is he? Can you get him right now? There's a there's a man that is, his name is Ray Kohler, and he's very ill. And he says, if I have to crawl there, I'm going to come to church today. I talked to him yesterday. He's been here a few times, but I'm going to have him just wheel him. I'm not sure, Lord, how do you want to do this? <clears throat> What did I get off there? Did I finish my other thought? But anyway, we have, thank you, Lord, for your blessing on all the tithes and offerings, Lord. We just thank you for that and that we may have that revelation too in a new place, a new level 
of your of your desire to provide seed to the sower so that we can give even more. That's the best thing with money is to give it or other things. Thank you, Lord, for your healing touch on Paul, Paul's wife, Cheryl. When the doctors have told her to stay home for a few weeks with her immune system and everything, when she's back, we're going to have her and Paul give a testimony. She was not supposed to live. According to the doctors, she's living, she's alive and well, and she's going to tell us about it. Amen. You see, we believe that here. We believe in miracles. We believe, and the thing is, it's, it's not just miracles, it's, it's what's already done. I mean, I guess you could call it a miracle, but it's what God has done. Jesus has already paid the price for all of our healings. This is Ray and this is Garth. Garth. And we're going to pray for you. And uh, let's see, Lord, what can we do? Best. I want the biggest area. Let's bring them right in the middle there. Bring Ray. We got oil here, Ray. Ray has to be anointed with oil. And as many as you of you that have it on your heart to be part of this as we are dismissing now. I'd like you all just to gather around around Ray and we're going to anoint it with oil according to James 5. And with the rest God's blessing and grace on you. But uh, And we have a meal today. Excuse me. Uh, Adana and Maria have a meal for us so we have that fellowship meal. Um, they have a kids menu today of mac and cheese and corn dogs so kids are welcome yeah and see you Wednesday whenever you can if you can only be here a half hour even or so I mean for a while to help out on a project come and uh, we'll just join in and get there's just a number of things that need to be worked on I know one of them is just simply getting some masking tape off the, the gym floor downstairs where the kids are with a putty knife so they aren't all high skill things that that might be where i'm at scraping that off i don't know hallelujah praise you Lord. Jesus.